Hi, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Political Division Re-Envisioned with your host, Nick Liberty. Uh, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in, especially those that are returning, and anybody new, welcome as well. Um, just a quick disclaimer on this episode before I even get into anything. This episode will have some sensitive com- content that some people might not enjoy. I'm going to be discussing abortion and some of the opinions and ideas around it. So if that's something that right off the bat you don't want to listen to, this is kind of my fair warning to say that this episode is going to be a little bit more sensitive than the other ones that I've covered. Uh, that being said, I really hope that you guys decide to listen in, even if you you know might disagree with me. That's kind of the whole point of this. So I'd love to hear feedback from people that you know don't like where I'm coming from and don't really see it my way. And um, if you are interested in providing feedback, you can reach out to me at Political Division Reenvisioned, just like the name of the podcast, at gmail.com. That's all one word. Again, that's Political Division Reenvisioned at gmail.com. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to get into the bulk of the episode here. So right off the bat, the first thing that I often get in the field when I'm at my job and I talk to people about abortion, because it is a very divisive subject on its surface, Uh, The first thing I often hear is, if you're a man, you don't get a say on abortion. So before I address anything else, I'm sure that there's a few people out there that might hear me say the word abortion and immediately go right to that way of thinking. Um, I disagree with that. I don't think that that's a fair statement, the way that things are currently. And the reason that I feel that way and the reason that I think that it's fair that men have at least some say in abortion is because, to give you a for instance, if a, a woman gets pregnant, and she, you know, is, is carrying the fetus, um, if she decides to have that child without any input or any opinion of the man, the man will absolutely be responsible for child support. There's no doubt about that. As long as it's his child, he will be required to pay child support for 18 years. However, with the current way that things go with abortion, if that woman decides to have an abortion, she has every right to do it, and the man has no input. So, The reason that I think that men do have an opinion and should have an opinion on abortion beyond anything else, beyond any kind of moral or ethical responsibility, if you're saying that the man has no say in whether or not the child's born, but if the child's born, he has to pay that financial um, draw for 18 years. But at the same time, if he doesn't want that child and the woman does, then he has no say in anything. And I don't support abortion personally, but I mean, if you're going to have it one way, then you have to have it both ways. So in my opinion, if you're saying that abortion is purely a woman's issue and men have no say in it, then you really have to abolish child support. And I don't think that's a good idea. So just to address that right off the bat, because I'm sure there's some people out there that that go right to that way of thinking directly off the bat. Um, Furthermore, I'll just, uh, before I get into any of the specifics on abortion, why I think that there should be, you know, certain restrictions, why I think that there shouldn't be other restrictions, I'll just get my personal opinion on it out in the open. Personally, I'm against abortion, but, wait, don't lose me here, but as far as from a legal standpoint, I don't think that it should be outlawed. And what I mean by that is that if I had a friend who was thinking about having an abortion and asked me for my opinion on it, I would tell them that I don't think they should have an abortion, period. Unless there's some kind of severe medical uh, reason that there you know, is a cause to do something that drastic. Beyond that, if it's just I don't want it, I would tell someone you shouldn't have an abortion. I don't believe in that. You should put them up for adoption or whatever. That being said, 
I don't think that legally that is something that I can push on people. I think that's something I can personally share my opinion on with people, but I don't think that that is a legal grounds to not have something just because I don't like it and because I think it's not okay and I don't agree with it. Um, from a legal standpoint, the number one thing is that, you know, what you hear people say, rape, incest, okay, medical um, situations where there's a threat to the life of the mother or the child. Um, those are certain cases where I understand that there is a special um, side of it, and I'll get to that. But generally speaking, I don't think that an abortion is an acceptable or good thing to do. I, I disagree with it wholeheartedly, and I think that states and legislatures have the rights to put especially restrictions on it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with completely outlawing it, but I certainly think that putting restrictions on it, and I don't know where the line should be drawn, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, but definitely somewhere in there, there becomes a point where you've made this decision, nothing has changed medically and you still want to get an abortion at a late stage when you've had plenty of opportunity, and that's definitely not okay. Up to and including birth is something that I've heard some people on the far, far left say, and I 100% disagree with that. I, I do not think that is okay. If you have a child that's about to be born tomorrow, and then you decide to get an abortion, unless there is a, a severe medical reason for it, I think that's completely wrong, and I think that state legislatures have a right to restrict that. Um, so I'll get into a little bit more of the particulars in just a second. So first of all, there's this huge disconnect between the left and the right politically in America. The Democrats, Republicans, and all the, um, the more lesser known parties in between. There's this huge disconnect that they think that what the other side wants is completely the other side. Um, you know, what the common understanding is, is, if you're on the right, you think that people on the left want someone to be able to abort a child the day before it's born. And if you're on the left, you think that people on the right want to completely remove it so that if you are a woman who was, you know, forcibly raped or, you know, um, was involved with an incest situation, that you're going to be forced to have that child no matter what. Even if, you, even if the victim of the rape was a child. And there are some on the right to be fair, who say that. And I don't agree with that. I think that's crazy. If you have someone that has been raped and is now going to have to carry that burden, I think that's, you know, up to them if they want to have that child and they can move past that. But I understand in cases like that, why there's a, an extra clause to it. And the same thing, especially if it involves like young people, like I've heard cases in, in some states where you had, you know, 14 year olds that were pregnant because of rape. And those states said, if we had our way, they'd have this child. And I definitely don't agree with that. But so getting away from those extremes, what I have found, whether I'm talking to people on the right or talking to people on the left, a lot of people understand and maybe not completely agree with what I'm saying, but they're very close to where I'm at on it, where we don't think it should be illegal. We don't think it should be uh, a free-for-all. We don't think it should be open season on unborn children. Um, most people on the left have an understanding that there's a certain level of it where you are, whether or not you want to argue the science, I mean, you're essentially killing a child. It's got a heartbeat. It's got its own DNA. It's got fingers. It's got toes. At a certain point, you know, you can't really deny that that 
will be a child very shortly and you're going to prevent that. Um, and people on the right have an understanding that there are certain cases, and I'm not talking about the politicians that you hear giving their speeches about, um, you know, either one way or the other, but the people, the actual citizens of this country, when you talk to them, even on the right, which some of you may think are, you know, staunchly anti-abortion in any case, I don't find that that's the case with most people. Even people that I know that, that otherwise you would, uh, you know, you would lump together and say, oh, these people are ultra right wing. When you actually talk to them about it and you say, okay, what about, what about this scenario? What about this scenario? There are certain things that they can agree on. And as I've said with, with countless other episodes here and countless other subjects within those episodes, you're never going to please everybody. You're never going to find a solution that's going to make everyone 100% happy. There is always going to be someone that no matter what you do, it's never going to be enough or it's always going to be too much. But there are ways where we can, we can find ways to move this towards a common ground and we can allow abortion. We can have it be safe and available, but we can also discourage it where it's not a good option. If it's just someone who, you know, made a mistake and got pregnant and now, you know, they were going to have the baby, but then seven months in now they've decided they don't want to. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for that it, unless you were, you know, someone who was victimized. And that's why I say with the with the rape and incest, I understand the argument on that and I agree with it. I don't necessarily like the idea of terminating a life, but I understand what they're saying that this is like a horrible event on this person and no matter what you do in that situation it's going to have a bad impact either way that there's at that point once you're there there's no perfect solution to that situation there there's no way to make that okay so i i understand where people are coming from and i've found that despite the polarizing tendency of it on the news most people understand that there is a middle ground somewhere on this issue, and I just don't hear that from most of the politicians. I follow them all over the place. I follow congressmen and congresswomen for a living, and I very rarely hear them actually go into the particulars on it and take any kind of stance on what is or is not okay. Instead, it's either it's terrible or it's great and it should be allowed no matter what. And I certainly don't think that abortion should be looked at as a form of birth control because we have so many good options in this modern world where if you know you don't want to get pregnant, there are plenty of different ways to avoid that. There are plenty of pills. There are plenty of implants. There are condoms. There are both female and male condoms. There is all sorts of options available to you to reduce and almost completely negate that risk. And that doesn't mean that there's not still a chance that things can happen. But if they do, there is a certain level of personal responsibility. And, you know, again, personally, I would tell someone if you were involved with consensual sex and you ended up pregnant or your girlfriend or your wife or whoever it may be, if there was a consensual interaction that led to the woman becoming pregnant, I think there's a certain level of responsibility on both sides. And I would tell someone just the same if it was a male friend. I would tell them you need to step up and do the right thing and at the very least, you know, provide for that child financially. I would really say ideally you should do a whole lot more than that. 
and if it's the woman, I would say, you know, it's unfortunate, but there is a chance that this can happen. You prepared for this. You, you know, you knew there were risks associated. Now you're pregnant. And I'm not going to tell you that legally you shouldn't be allowed to, but morally, I don't think that you should. And I don't think that's an unfair distinction. And I don't think that that's a crazy opinion on this. I really don't. And I know there are some that no matter what I say on this episode are going to disagree with me. And on both sides of the aisle, there's going to be people that, that, like I said, think I either don't go far enough or I go too far. But I'm not really, I mean, I'm here to speak to them, but I'm not really here to change their minds. Because if you're that far to either end, there is no changing your mind. I'm trying to bring a common sense idea to this from somewhere closer to the center so that people on either side of the aisle can find ways to realize, you know what, I can understand where that's coming from. And you may not agree with everything that I say on this subject, but if you can at least see a few points and understand, yeah, that is a little strange. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. That's kind of my goal in this. And I think that we as Americans need to find ways to, to hoist people into power that are more reasonable and that represent us more than what we have right now. What I find in the field when I'm at my job, again, is that most of these elected officials are just touting what will get them the most attention, not necessarily what their constituents want, and certainly not what is best for their nation, their district, whatever it may be. They're not really out to make things better. They're out to get themselves rich and get reelected and or get elected for the first time. And that's the reality of it, is that if you really think that most of these politicians that claim to be champions for life or champions for choice, if you really think that any of them actually care, unless they've been like personally affected by it or have had some kind of tragedy, it's very unlikely that they actually care about the subject. Very few of these politicians are genuine on this subject, and very few of them actually represent their constituents. So, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, an, it's a difficult subject, and it's difficult for me. It's difficult for anybody. It's hard to put your ideas into words on. It's hard to articulate what you think on the subject without uh, causing a uh, guttural reaction in people. It's hard to have a discussion on it without putting people in a negative um, state of mind, without making them on either side upset and angry. So that's why for this episode, if you've noticed, I'm speaking in more of an even lower tone. I'm trying to keep things calm. I don't want anybody to get too you know, um, overwhelmed about this. I want this episode to be a little bit more serious. My last one was a very serious topic, but it got into some kind of goofy analogies and things like that. I'm not going to do that. Um, however, I am going to play a clip of one of my favorite comedians at the end here to kind of lighten the mood up a little bit. And I hope that people on either side, even if you don't agree with it, can understand why the, the bit is funny. So if anybody hasn't heard, um, Bill Burr did a, a, a whole bit on abortion and it is absolutely flawless. So I'm going to play this in here. And this is kind of, uh, I think, an interesting view on it, but it's also really funny. So bear with me a moment. I'll put that on in a sec. Pro-choice always made sense to me because I don't like people telling me what to do. And I always just like, it's your body. Who the fuck am I to tell you what to do with your body? So that always made sense. All right. However, I still think you're killing a baby. See? 
That's where it gets weird. It's not a baby yet. That's what they say, which may or may not be true. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you, my gut tells me that doesn't make sense. It's not a baby yet. That would be like if I was making a cake and I poured some batter in a pan and I put it in the oven and then five minutes later you came by and you grabbed the pan and you threw it across the floor. And I went, what the fuck? He just ruined my birthday cake. And then you were like, well, that wasn't a cake yet. It's like, well, it would have been. If you didn't do what you just did, there would have been a cake in 50 minutes. Something happened to that cake, you cake murdering son of a bitch. So yeah, like I said, I just wanted to play that at the end to kind of lighten things up and hopefully people can get a chuckle out of it if you haven't heard it. And even if you have heard it, I've heard it a bunch of times now and it still makes me laugh. So I think Bill Burr is is hilarious. I think he's a great dude. I don't think that he wants to really like make anybody miserable. I think that he's just trying to make light of a difficult subject. Um, so if you, I mean, if you guys have an issue with that, then my apologies, it was not my intent to cause distress. I just thought it was applicable. And I thought that it kind of conveys what I'm kind of talking about with both sides, having a, a point of view on it that, you know, there is some merit to certainly. Um, so anyway, with all that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, if you guys want to reach out and provide feedback, or even if you're somebody that's you know totally in disagreement and might be interested in being on the podcast. I'd love to hear from people for whatever reason that may be. Uh, you can reach me again at politicaldivisionreenvisioned at gmail.com, just like the name of the podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, also, please like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you can on whatever platform you're on to try and support this. I'm really trying to do something to reach people and spread a message of togetherness in this country that I think we've been lacking for so long. And even if on certain subjects I get biased just like anybody else, my end goal is still to bring people together and to find common ground solutions. With all that being said, um, thank you all for listening to Political Division Re-Envisioned with Nick Liberty on this fourth episode. Um, I really appreciate everybody who tunes in. I encourage you to, you know, give a like and a follow and keep on, you know, tuning in in the future. And if you don't and you just, uh, you know, decide not to tune in further, I still appreciate you giving the show a shot. And I appreciate everybody who gives a listen. Thank you and have a good one, everybody.